How's it going? Hey, Lexi. Oh, it's 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 good. It's going. Welcome to another episode of Homestuck Book Club, where we talk about Homestuck like it's a book club. Homestuck. It's a book. And we're a club of two people. And you, dear listener, are part of the club. So we have at least a three-person club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at <laughs> least. Because Devlin edits these and therefore has to listen to them. Okay, that counts. Yeah, totally. They they don't listen to them again once they're on Spotify, so our analytics are still crap, but that's fine, Devlin. Everybody, even if you're not listening to it, like, on the regular, just just, just play it and just download it. Play it in the background. Give us analytics. Yeah. We've got- it doesn't mean anything, but it just it just makes us feel good. It does. We've got 50 people, apparently, have hit following on Spotify. We've got 50 followers, but only, like, three to five listens per episode. One of which I know is me, because I'm selfish and I like to boost my own numbers. <laughs> um, but that's fine. So, yeah. even just, just put it on. Just, like, turn the volume off and then just play it. And then even if you don't listen to it, it just feels good and nice. Or, even better, listen, because we're funny. I would love to be able to use Spotify for podcasts, but I just have, like, just enough... Like the podcasts I really like, I have like Patreon feeds for, and it doesn't let you uh, hook hook those up to Spotify. Bummer. So I just can't quite make the change. Yeah, I if uh, a podcast I like isn't on Spotify, I don't listen to it. But also, I only listen to like three podcasts, so that's, that's the that's the correct choice. Yeah, so that's fine. I'm very very picky. So I need to be more picky. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm getting more picky. I think I, I told you off air that I finally took the leap of unfollowing the Bim Bam. Yeah, I haven't listened to the Bim Bam in like months, but I don't think I could ever stop like following them just because it's like like they really were my like intro to podcast, which I know sounds like really sad and lame and awful, but they were so. And then like. Because for a while, my only podcasts that I listened to were Mabim Bam, Adventure Zone, and Sawbones, which are all Mabim Bam, which are all McElroy family products. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I have to keep them around for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, one day, one, one, one day you'll, you'll, you'll be faced with it. You'll, you'll reach a fork in the road. One day I'll have the same strength as you, Bri. Is it a strength or is it a weakness? I'll, I have no idea. That's a great question. So on Twitter, uh, if you follow our Twitter at HomestuckBC, you get like extremely timely updates and really funny content. We changed last week. I know we said we were doing some pages, but we added some kind of last minute because the pages that I had chosen were like, wasn't like there wasn't a lot going on there. So we we added it to make to to juice this app up a little bit. So now we're reading from page 553 to page 635. So like 100 pages. And they're a nice, it's a nice bunch of pages. Maybe we should get into the pages. I guess we could talk about the pages, supposedly. So first things first, Rose tosses some more objects on some more imps and the objects keep like shooting up that echo ladder. But one of the first jokes of this little bit, besides just like imps getting squashed, is the fact that underneath the uh, John's dad's safe, which has been moved, was a note that told John that if he could read this note, he's now man enough to see what's in the safe because he was able to lift the safe. Uh, and then it's got the, the combination on it. But of course, John didn't lift the safe, so he didn't actually earn access to the safe. But I love the idea that like the qualifications for getting into your family safe is being able to lift it. I was going to ask, because I just I don't remember the the safe 
combination. Does that ever come? Do those numbers? Does that ever come up again? Because I know like there are repeating numeric motifs, but I just couldn't remember if like two forty nine uh, thirteen was one of them. Uh, like thirteen comes up a lot because it's the day of John's birthday. Uh, yeah, I honestly don't know. That's a good question. Maybe we'll see. Well, let's put a pin in that, and if we see those numbers again, we'll yeah. We'll that come doesn't. Back to it. And I'm I, I, and I'm looking at the thirteen, like because that's not like anyone we know's birthday, as far as we know. Yeah, it might be like Nana's birthday, or oh or yeah, maybe, it, it yeah. might it might be Dad's birthday too. Maybe they have the same birth. Oh my God! Well, no, but that would. What if they had the same huh? birthday and then uh, now they. John's a dick because he doesn't want to eat cake with his dad on now his birthday, too. Yeah, if- but also, like, of all of the ways that people order dates, nobody puts the year in the middle. No one would say f- February uh, 1949, 13th. Isn't that how the British do it? No, it's usually, like, <laughs> is it? I don't think so. No, they do it, they do it so. day, month, I think. It's, it's even The correct answer is... Uh, year month day yeah just descending order is is the is the goat yeah because then if you order them it puts them in order yeah so i'm gonna say a sentence here that's a true thing that happened early on in this chapter john ranked up the echo ladder to pesky urchin has a total of 540 dollar sorry 540 boon dollars in his ceramic pork hollow and to everybody listening if you understand everything that i just said you might be a homestuck awful <laughs> um but yeah but at the same time we also have the ancient sasker text levels up to one man julep vacuum and makes nine thousand five hundred and fifty boon dollars bathtub makes it to taft jammer uh but the basin <laughs> capacity remains unaffected and the safe goes to and this is the best joke of the whole thing so far goes to vault halla just goes in. It's just the vault in a Viking ship. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Valhalla awaits the uh, the ruined safe. Uh, Jesus fucking. That, that's good comedy. <laughs> Man, that's, that's that's some good comedy. Man, that's good comedy. Yeah, we spend a lot of time with Dave in this bit, and I've established we've established that Rose's mom is passive aggressive and an alcoholic and like kind of sucks, but like. Mm-hmm. If anybody out of these three that we know so far is in desperate need of child services, it's Dave. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> bro, as cool as bro is, clearly is not in a position to be raising a child. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Rose has, like, all of her needs met, and she's clearly being, like, fed and, like, has access to, you know, her basic needs. And is never in, like, actual real danger. Like, seemingly just in her regular home life. Um, but Dave's kitchen that we see is riddled with edged weapons and nunchucks and the sink is full of fireworks and there's a knife just on the ground and there's webcams everywhere. So he has no privacy, uh, and he's being constantly harassed by what is a sex, what is like a sex toy, basically the puppets. The fridge is full of swords. Uh, the ice maker pops out cherry bombs. Loose fireworks everywhere. (laughs) loose fireworks all over the place 
And then, like, say nothing of all the, like, uh, wires that run across the ground because of all the turntables and stuff, because that's just a tripping hazard. Yeah, it's just not not a safe environment at all. No. And, like, he even said, he's like, yeah, no, this kitchen is basically useless. If you de- if you want food, you have to hide it in your closet. And I'm like, oh, that's child abuse. He's 13. That's not good. I mean, it's interesting because it does, like, I feel like this is the first time you really get sort of the a full picture of like sort of the contentious relationship between uh dave and bro which fits into like a much broader theme of like especially these earlier chapters of homestuck which is just complicated relationships with parent parental figures yeah that is which i wonder if there's like a uh if like there's like a freudian element to it but Maybe. one thing about oh while we're talking about the interaction with or with uh dave there is was there a second rose poem that, or rap or was that the one we talked about last week? That's the same one. That's like uh that's recontextualizing that conversation that they had last week but now from Dave's perspective. Okay, so it is the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's the same poem. So sorry, no more no no extra poetry lectures this time because it's the same one and I'm not doing it again for the same. Okay. One. Yeah. Dave's a growing boy. He needs better food and nutrition and love. And he needs nurturing. Some milk. The boy needs milk. But we have a little bit more um, capture log fun with Dave. Uh, so because he keeps trying to put things into his capture log, but they're all they all somehow end up having the exact same numeric value. So they keep going into the same slot and pushing the other one out. Dave, like just juggling weapons like that, just like having like explosives and sharp obje- objects constantly flipping in and out all over the place while trying to like recontextualize them into fitting into an acceptable hole is what ADD feels like. (laughs) True. (laughs) And then trying to remember that name forever. And then eventually that just becomes what you call that thing. We get a really rare moment here where John actually figures something out on his own (laughs) And it doesn't have to be a little baby about it because via reading a text of uh, some old comedian doing like it's like oh it's like a, it's an extended reference to like night court yeah but he's so, like he, it's like a magician's trick where you have two cards and they each have a different hole in them that makes it look like it's one card but it's actually two cards and that's like the trick and then he realizes with the it's the, the a-hole the 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 ace hole ace the, the hole, hole in the ace trick or the a-hole trick yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> but then when you he had these cards that he's getting from the punch design x that's got different holes in it he puts them over top and he figures out all by himself that if he takes that to one of his other machines and he puts both the cards in he gets a weapon or he gets something that combines those two elements so he gets his first actually cool weapon, the pogo hammer. I just can't think of a good joke for pogo hammer. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't need a good joke for pogo hammer because John, the first thing John does is hit an imp and then they both get absolutely blasted into the fucking sky. It's a good sight gag. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. And then it's followed up by one of the running gags of the segment, which is sweet catch, which keeps popping up because like uh, at one point, John flings his uh, communication phone thing out and then rose catches it with her little cursor as it's flying out the window and then this time john's getting blasted into the sky and then rose swoops in with a bed to put under john before he his ass hits the 
freaking pavement. Yeah. And he gets to have a nap. He has like a second of a nap. I mean, yeah, he has something he needs to wake up from. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're like sleeping and you're trying to stay awake, but like you find that like moment of total and complete peace, but somebody wakes you up from it and it's the worst thing in the world. No, absolutely. At hell on earth. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think that's what happened. And it's also one of the, I think one of the first times we get the um, inference that dreaming may or may not be an important mechanic of this uh, part of the story. Yes, it is. Did Nana Sprite... I don't think so yet. Okay, ignore that, everybody. What what did I just say? I just spaced out for a few seconds. Weird. Hope I didn't say anything. Who any- knows? Hope I didn't say anything incriminating. Anywho. <laughs> There's imminent danger everywhere, basically. We cut back to Rose for a little bit, who is in her little... She's in her little mausoleum to the cat. What's the cat's name again? Whiskers? Uh, Jaspers. 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 Classic Jaspers. Um, And she thinks, oh, man. Okay, so we've got this. We figured out this capture log system that we can make things with. Like, she made more uh, cards for, for John to hold things in with these machines. So she thinks, oh, well, if I get the captcha to the game that Dave needs in order to get in on the game, I'll send him the CAPTCHA and then it'll all work. So then she takes the disc out of her computer, but there's no CAPTCHA on it because she's not in the game (laughs) or something. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Yeah, the line between what is and isn't the game is complicated. Yeah, so she pulls it out and sure enough, there's no CAPTCHA on the back because she's not in the game. So she does a facepalm, and then very shortly after, her generator dies at yet another critical moment in time, leading to a facepalm times two combo. So where do we where do how where do we end? What how far are we from? Uh, I've got a little bit about GG here, and then the little mini boss, and then oh yeah, how true. It yeah, we see a we don't quite get to GG, but we're like we talk to GG. We, yeah, we haven't. Oh yeah, we do talk. We do. Yeah. We haven't met Gigi yet, but we have talked to Gigi, and I think there's still something we can say about Gigi, and that's that uh, we didn't really touch on it earlier because we have seen her in other conversations. She does know the future in a lot of cases, but and everyone is just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you definitely are. You definitely are psychic or something. We're not gonna talk about it. We're just going to kind of breeze past it, but we are going to acknowledge it mm-hmm. because she keeps saying things about things that uh, like she mentioned something about the Nana Sprite. And John's like, I straight up did not tell you about the Nana Sprite. And she's like, oh, oops. Ha 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 ha. So, <laughs> so there's there's something going on with Gigi. Uh, also, I think of all the characters so far, she's the one that talks most like a 13 year old girl on the Internet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like she's just like aggressively optimistic about everything and is always trying to just like giggle like she's totally the like oh that's so random type you know like uh-huh. that is that is so random that is so random the um, thing about it yeah. is pretty it's pretty random yeah yeah i'm excited we're almost gonna meet Gigi. we're 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 getting there pretty soon but yeah meanwhile so okay we've got we're back at John. 
And it is becoming apparent that there is something a little more dangerous than these rinky-dink imps uh, crawling around his, his house. Because we keep seeing different frames of these things that look like the imps, but that are much bigger. Like a, a, a foot of an imp, but it takes up the entire window instead of just being like a little, a little, a little, little, little monster man. Little. Um, yeah, no, it's a big old, big, big, big boy. Big fucko. And he's slowly climbing the roof and like John's trying to figure out what he's going to do. And he's got his brand new weapon and he's doing all sorts of smashies with it. And then they come, they could, they they confront each other, and there are two crude ogres as a little boss that John needs to face, face down, and it's spooky. And now there's like an actual real sense of danger. Like the imps were dangerous, but this, like, this is a classic upping, upping the ante type deal. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we've got Dave. Over the course of this, has essentially gone from his bedroom to the kitchen and has just kind of talked about what's happened between the bedroom and the kitchen. Rose has been stationary in the mausoleum, uh, helping John out. John has made it upstairs from inside. Now he's on the top platform of his house that Rose is building upwards so they can go through these gates up top. And Dave has been summoned to the roof of his apartment building to have a showdown or something with his bro, leading to both of them Having a make it happen. It's uh, where do where where doing it. We're making it happen. We're doing it. We're making it happen. Which is a reference to the most referenced Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff comic that they comment that that they they reference constantly. Yeah. So that's that's where everyone is. Once Dave gets up on the roof, it seems like he's about to do some like epic battle with his brother. But we get a psych out to another possible character intro screen and then a double psych out that takes us back to our hooded friend with the manners and the paper eating in the cave. The best character. Best character. So much like we had the facepalm times two, we got the psych out times two at the end here to finish it all up. Really keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning because I forgot to say a thing that I wanted to say because we were talking about safes. Mm-hmm. So let's pretend we've been talking about safes for a minute now. You know what my dad has in his safe? Don't answer that. Uh, I'll tell you what he has in his safe. He has an unopened copy of the DVD for the motion picture film Ice Age starring Ray Romano and some other guys. I can't remember who's in it. And Dennis Leary. And Dennis Leary. And isn't, um, what's that guy I don't like that's in Bohemian Rhapsody? Rami Malek? No. Oh, not Bohemian Rhapsody. Sorry. I meant, um, Moulin Rouge. Ian McGregor? No, I love Ian McGregor. Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> He's really annoying in, like, everything he does. It is John Leguizamo. Oh, come on. There's nothing wrong with John Leguizamo. I just, everything he does annoys me in film. That's fine. Anyways, but yeah, so my dad told me one day that he has an unopened copy of Ice Age in his safe. And then uh, when me and Kevin rightfully started laughing about that, he said, funniest damn movie I ever saw. I mean, he's right. <laughs> he's, not, he's not wrong. Yeah. So I just like the idea that my dad is really committed to the idea that the unopened Ice Age DVD, which I don't think has been out of print yet, uh, is somehow going to... Uh, 
rapidly increase in value enough so that it necessitates being in a safe. So that's yeah. Story. You can you can find you can find a copy of that pretty easily. Yeah. Hold on. Let me take. Let me just Google Ice Age DVD. Yep. I can buy it from Walmart. They sell. They still sell them at Walmart, and Walmart only carries like <laughs> twenty DVDs at a time. So. Hey, and one of them's Ice Age. And one of them's Ice Age. Well, there. Hey, in my dad's defense, there must be a demand, at least. One thing that we missed was Bro's uh, ironic Muppet Babies fan comic. Oh, right, 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 right. That was so funny. <laughs> well, I thought I noticed I thought it was very it's very like, you know, uh, uh, just a sp- extra dark and like edgy and kind of version of a children's property it sort of precedes the i'm r slash i'm sorry john comics yeah where it has like the really lovecrafty and garfields yes yeah that's kind that's kind of like because a lot of times those just end up them just being like people trying to be edgy with garfield characters and that's kind of what it reminded me of yeah totally so basically, it was a it was a hybrid of Muppet Babies and Saw. There's a lot of Saw themes in this uh, chunk that we didn't mention. Yeah, there's a lot of specifically. There's a lot of jigsaws about. Do you think it's time to revisit the Saw series? No, I think I'm good in general. Like, I don't doubt that the first one is probably still a really good movie because it was just a nice, tight, concise story that is remembered fondly from my understanding but yeah (laughs) i i'm good i don't need to see that torture and whatnot oh i also about the comic i just want to say that it's like muppet babies combined with one part saw and one part telltale heart ah sorry i forgot to mention that do you know about telltale heart re that's the one with like the 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 guy under the floorboards right yeah yeah, 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 it's it's an Edgar Allan Poe short story poem. I actually don't remember. I know. I've... I mean, all his stories are ki- all of his stories are kind of short. So yeah, I just can't remember how poetic it is, or if it's just like a straight up short story because I haven't read it in years. But yeah, basically, guy kills a guy by accident. Okay, maybe I do need to reread it. Damn. Either way, guy kills a guy and then is like racked with guilt about it. And he's like buried the guy under the floorboards or the closet or something. And even though the guy is silent, he hears the sound of the heart like ticking so loudly in his brain that he turns himself in. That's tell That happened baby. to me. That yeah. was about me. It happened to me. Oh, weird. I mean, yeah. I have been yeah. I have been saying that you're older than dirt, but um, I didn't realize it was, yeah. I didn't realize it was that severe. Yeah, no, it was a true, it's a true story, and it happened to me. Were you the one who killed somebody, or were you the one that was in the floorboards and dead? I don't remember. Oh, weird. Okay. Could have been either. Yeah. Oh, oh weird. Okay. Sure. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Let me see if there's anything else that I forgot to mention. I don't think so. Um... Oh, I really like when uh, Dave was struggling to put everything into his uh, capsule lock cards. He managed to get something in by changing the value of Y uh, from one for vowel to two for consonant. And that the, uh, the, um, the, the, oh, what's it called? When the, their wallet. Their Streisvespis? No. No, that's their, their uh, weapon. You know. Where they keep their things. We've talked about it so much. Yeah, I just read a bajillion words about it. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways. Anyways, that thing. Because uh, he's got the alphanumeric uh, value system. And it begrudgingly accepted him changing it from a, from a, <laughs> from a constant to a vowel. Okay. Okay. I think that's everything. Good, good homestuck. Good what are we homestuck. reading for? What are we reading for next week? That's a really good question. And I'm glad you asked. We're reading from where we are right now at page 665 to page 759, which is the end of Act 2. We're finishing Act 2 next week. Very exciting. Which means that Devlin is going to have to come to terms with the fact that they have finished two acts of homestuck. Walk out the door, you see someone that you know and they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand it's all downhill from here yeah devlin for context devlin our editor is very uh was very enthusiastic to help us out with this project but not as enthusiastic to by proxy be reading homestuck so <laughs> it's okay this whole this whole project is to uh I don't know if it's necessarily a project of rehabilitation, but more a project to see if Homestuck either can be rehabilitated or needs to be rehabilitated at all. Yeah. So far? Like, how are you leaning so far? Because I think, like... I don't know. So far, so good. Like, it's a lot... It's it's going down a lot easier than I remember. Yeah, like, I've definitely reached a point... Actually, I have reached been at a point for quite a while now where when I stop reading for the episode, like I want to keep going. I'm like, I'm on the hook. I want to, even though I know what happens, like I'm, I want to keep going. I'm not like, uh, Oh, sick of this. Oh, blah. I have to read this, blah, blah, blah. And like, I realized later it gets a lot more dense and a lot more like, Oh my God. And I am probably going to have to kind of wrestle to finish. But like right now I'm having a blast. This is a breezy fun read for the whole family, not for the whole family. Um, with a couple slurs, but that's, that's not great, but it's a product of its time. And there's proportionally less slurs than a lot of other webcomics that came out at the time. So this is a fact. But yeah. Next week, finishing act two. It's going to be great. Maybe, ooh, maybe should we, should we record in person next week? Oh, uh, it's possible. As a we fun little finale. It. We could talk about it. It's fine. Fun little uh, project. Yeah. Uh, I'm Lexi at at what's my at at pigeon underscore toad on Twitter and our podcast Twitter is at homestuck BC on Twitter and I'm Ree at R-H-I-C-R-T-R on things if you head over to our Twitter I just posted an image of kind of answering my own question from last week is how prevalent puppet porn is. Uh, so I did post an image of how many uh, hits there were on a certain site for it. So you can see how many there are if you head over to our Twitter. It's, I'm sorry that this is your life now. It's okay. Well, it's not. It is. It is what it is. Yeah. It's It's not. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right, to talk to you <laughs> next weekend. Remember, don't have your home be stuck. I haven't finished fa- taking Devlin and the Arbuckles. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, do that. Uh, thanks, Devlin, for editing. And sorry, we uh, talked some shit this week. Devlin is at D-V-L-I-N-G-L-L-W-Y on Twitter. And you can listen to their Music is Good pod 
It's a podcast, wherever podcasts are found. And then thank you to the Arbuckles for our theme music, who you can find on Bandcamp and Spotify. Don't get stuck in your house! Bye! <laughs>